Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This episode is brought to you in part by Noom. Forget one-size-fits-all diets. With Noom, you get a personalized weight loss plan that's tailored to your lifestyle. No food is off-limits. Enjoy your favorites while discovering healthier habits. Noom's users love the flexible approach, blending psychology and biology to help you lose weight in a way that's sustainable for you. And great news for foodies. Noom just released the Noom Kitchen Cookbook with 100 delicious, healthy recipes. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Com. Grab your copy of The Noom Kitchen wherever books are sold. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Here for the Right Reasons, Us Weekly's Bachelor podcast. I am your host, Sarah Heron, and this week I caught up with Matt James. You, of course, know Matt as the season 25 Bachelor, our first Black Bachelor. A fun fact, he did not know that when he signed on to be The Bachelor. Um, We talk all about his new book, First Impressions, which is available now, and get into his relationship with Rachel, how everything played out in his season, what their future holds. And he got pretty heated talking about the show and what he thinks they should do next and how they're not showing anything real. And without further ado, here's Matt. Okay, Matt, I sat down to read your book and write questions for you. And then I started thinking about how we're at the two year mark almost of when you accepted this role as The Bachelor in this crazy time in our country. Then you waited to film the show, filmed the show, fell in love, broke up, navigated everyone having opinions about it, got back together, did Dancing with the Stars, and now wrote a book. So how are you? Oh, man. Yeah, you you spelled it out pretty matter of fact, but it's been such a crazy journey to that point. Um, but I'm, I couldn't be better. I, um, I'm healthy, which is the biggest blessing. And um, I'm in a great headspace. You know, I'm in a great relationship. And um, I recently moved down to Miami and it's allowed me to, to reallocate my time, energy and resources on things that are most important to my life. So. Wow. That's amazing. So obviously first impressions available for pre-order now out May 3rd. Yes, how, are you, how are you feeling about how people are going to finally get to read it? And why was this the best format for you to tell your story? Uh, I think it's the most digestible, you know, it's like it, whenever I get rambling on something, um, I'm not very concise with my words. So it's going to, it would take me a long time to get my point across. Whereas when, when I put pen to paper, it's very easy for me to articulate what I'm feeling, what I've been through, what I'm going through. And I feel like a lot of people wanted that, you know, there's a lot that, um, wasn't shown about who I am, what I'm about. Um, and you know, that's typically going to be the case when you're not the one controlling how everything's edited at the end. So, um, I wanted to, to control how people thought about me and add as much context to who I am as possible. And as I was trying to add context and, and put pen to paper, uh, with Cole Brown, who, who helped me write the book, I, um, I selfishly, uh, you know, wanted that for myself. But as these stories came together, I'm like, you know what? Like so many people 
could resonate with what I'm discussing throughout the book, whether that's having family issues or having people that have been in and out of jail or how to navigate losing a job or moving to a new city. Like there's so many different themes and um, I'm excited for people to, to have this as a, as a roadmap and as a guide. And, you know, it's something to rely on for, for someone who is, is doing crazy things in their life and be like, if, if Matt did this, then why can't I do it? Cause I'm no different than anybody else. I just happen to be on a TV show. So uh, I'm very excited for people to see that. What is there anything you're nervous about people reading? Because I have some specific questions about some specific stuff you included, but there is, like you said, kind of your whole journey and a lot of stuff about your family um, and things that maybe the average bachelor viewer or someone who watched John dancing with the stars wouldn't know. No. And like, that's the crazy part, Sarah. Like I was, I, I shared that stuff during the show, but it just never made it on, right. on air. Like I shared all those things so that like the women who, who were pursuing me as well as the viewers had context to why I was the way I was. And when they didn't have that context, then they're just like, a lot of things didn't add up. So, um, I'm not nervous about that because that process allowed me to, to dig into myself and be like, if I'm going to do this, it's got to be done one way. And that's like letting it all hang out, be vulnerable and, and just allow people to be pulled in. And um, I'm hoping that as they see how open and honest I am with my life, you know, it, it allows them to, to resonate and, and feel what I've been through and um, give them, you know, some hope in what they're going through. I think it definitely does that. And I definitely think that right off the bat, I know it's not a quote unquote bachelor book, but right off the bat, you do say that you didn't know until after you accepted the gig that you were the first black bachelor. And I was mind blown already. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wasn't really asking the right questions or, and I, 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 I guess I didn't think that that was something that hadn't been done. You know, we're like, it's 2022, you know, it's like, I, I didn't think that that was something that we hadn't crossed yet. Um, and I've seen a bunch of black people come through the franchise. I guess I, I just, I guess I assumed I, I didn't know. And, um, and, and initially I thought it was a prank call, you know, because it was in the middle of COVID and I was living in the quarantine house with all my friends and we were all just like messing around at the time. So when you got calls like that, you kind of took it with a grain of salt. You're like, all right, whatever. And then when they followed up, I'm like, Oh snap. Like, you know, so yeah. I've thanked Hannah and Tyler in the past for the content you guys provided during the quarantine since you know, it was a slow <laughs> news cycle. So I'll thank you also. Um, but that was fun. yeah, well, it was fun for us to watch too. Going back to that time. Do you think you would have accepted the gig if you knew that? And did you think looking back at that pressure, do you think it was a good thing you didn't know? I, you know, I, I didn't accept the role to be the savior. You know, I was, my, my sole focus was, you know, finding someone that I could spend the rest of my life with and fall in love with and just looking for that in my life because I was missing it. And it wasn't until after I accepted it that I really felt the weight of, you know, everyone's expectations on my journey. And I'm like, I wonder if anyone else has felt this stepping into a role like this. And they hadn't because, you know, uh, we were, it was, at the right time in the country where we were going through um, everything that we were going through from a racial standpoint, still are going through. And um, yeah, it, it really dawned on me like a couple of days after, or just as time approached the show, just like people telling me what I had to do and what I should do. And I'm like, I hadn't even got there yet. Like, yeah. like what are y'all talking about? You know, a hundred percent. And is there anything in those like five months that you felt like either the show should have done, or maybe you would do differently to go back and prepare yourself for that. Or is it just one of those things that like, you were never going to know until the camera started rolling? No, I wouldn't have had it any other way. Um, 
you can't prepare for something like that. Like how you prepare for that is just being a good person. And the way that I was raised, you know, everything that my mom did and what I've been through in my life prepared me for that moment. So there's nothing I, I could have or would have done differently because everything happened in my life for a reason to prepare me for that moment. And the way I navigated all those things that came up during the show was from drawing on experiences in my life where I'd faced adversity and where, you know, I needed to rely on God and, um, not my own like strength. And I, I did all those things throughout the process. So, um, was it perfect? No, because I'm not perfect and it, it never will be perfect, but, um, it was, it was the best way I knew about how it was the best way I could have gone about it for myself. And, um, and I learned a lot from it and I hope a lot of people learn from what I went through and, in my journey. Yeah. Um, you mentioned in the book a little bit about Claire kind of calling you out about cameo, which is something you didn't really talk about at the time. And I think that says a lot about you that you weren't, you know, trying to clap back on Twitter or anything like that. Yeah. Um, did you guys ever, did you ever talk or ever even meet Claire? I've never spoken to her in my entire life. Isn't that crazy I'm, though? Cause she's kind of linked to you in this weird bachelor media way. Yeah. No. Uh, and my thing is like, um, and like we can use that situation as an example. Like I, I, I give people the benefit of the doubt in every situation, just because, um, I'd like to be given the benefit of the doubt. Um, and when you ask somebody about someone, they're going to have their experience of what they went through with that person. And I just think it would be unfair, especially for someone in her situation with like, um, her track record of the, sh on the show, for me to come in with a preconceived notion of everything. So I didn't look into any of it. Like I, I knew just from, you know, being, I knew that she had gone on other stuff, but like, I didn't do any research into it. Cause it didn't matter. Like who she was in this moment, wasn't who she was back then. And I didn't frankly care because like we're here in this moment. And so, you know, to be, um, to be, uh, judged on, you know, her, or anybody to judge somebody on what they think about someone without meeting them. Uh, you know, I, I don't think is the right way to go about, you know, getting to know somebody. So um, I did, I couldn't tell my story without including that because it was very pivotal in my journey. You know, if that wouldn't happen, then who knows if I would have become the bachelor. So um, it wasn't, it wasn't a means of, of throwing shade by any means. It was uh, just giving the full context of how I ended up where I did. And um, so yeah, no, it didn't read a shade by any means. It was just something I almost forgot even happened. And I was like, oh yeah, yeah never, crazy, did he right? ever even comment on that? Like good for him yeah. that he didn't. But I remembered at the time it was uh, like, oh. <laughs> yeah, no, I saw I had nothing to say. I was just like, I was like, dang, that's crazy. I was like, I, I ain't know like, I, I I was in shock. I was, yeah. I was, I was, I was at a loss for words when I saw that. And I your, was your first intro to unfortunately many, probably things that shocked you along this, this bachelor oh, nation journey. Yeah, it was crazy. Uh, yeah. How did you decide what to include when it came to show stuff? I, I feel like you made a conscious, you made it, there's a note in it saying it's not worth it to rehash what happened with X, you know, contestant or whatever, which I understand, but with Rachel and obviously you guys still being together, how did you navigate what to include, what you felt was important to share your story and explain and what was like not even worth going down. I just wanted to provide context for anybody who had no idea what was going on because, um, you know, as someone who lives on social media and is a young person that has all the different platforms, like a lot of people going into 
the AFR didn't realize that we had broken up because they're not on Instagram, Twitter, whatever. So like just providing context was the means of, of, of talking about our relationship and it being collaborative. So having conversations with Rachel about what um, I was going to, uh, how I was going to put our story together. And in terms of like rehashing things with other relationships, like, um, you know, you know, that that's on somebody else like that, that is on somebody else to do. Like, that's not my, I'm not going to be the person to be like, I'm calling out the franchise for like, like that's petty. And it's going to come across as petty because like it, it's, it's come and gone and it, and where you're at is where you're at. So I, I didn't have any interest in that. Uh, I just wanted to, to give context to what I went through and what we went through and, um, there had to be a little bit of, of that in there. So, yeah, I mean, I feel like that would answer this question, but you know, you mentioned a conversation you had on night one with the host, but you don't use Chris Harrison's name. You don't get into any of the stuff with Rachel Lindsay. Um, was that a conscious decision of just like, not, not something that I needed to get involved in? I mean, at the time, like, I feel like you kind of just tried to just get through it is how it read to me. Yeah. Obviously I wasn't there, but <laughs> no, I just felt like we spent enough time talking about that stuff. You know, it's like, I, I hate beating a dead horse and like uh, everything's played out how it's played out. And like, there's no need to to go back on it uh, on something that we've talked so much about because unfortunately those type of conversations overshadowed, you know, context that I would have liked to have been applied to the season that would give people that would have answered a bunch of questions I had things that I talked about and discussed and went into in depth in my dates and on group dates and on one-on-ones that never aired. So uh, I didn't want to take any more time to talk about that stuff. I wanted to focus on um, themes that I felt that could really help people. And I don't think that going back on that would be any help to anybody. So. Yeah. Very fair. Um, You write about talking about race on the show with black, contestants, but not necessarily with your white contestants. And obviously you ended up with Rachel and you guys bonded. You knew you liked her right away. You had so you had a lot in common, but you maybe didn't go there seriously about certain things, or maybe I know we didn't see all of it, but you kind of wrote about how you navigated them almost differently. Um, is there anything you think that you guys could have done differently at Nemecolon that would have made things, how it played out, you would have handled it a little differently, or do you think it all happened the way it was supposed to? No, I'm a firm believer that everything happened the way it was supposed to. And and that comment about the the conversations with about race taking place with, you know, the black women that were there is just is is unfortunate because, you know, those weren't the conversations that we needed that we needed to have. You know, we 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 understood those things about one another, like maybe in a group setting or maybe um, in a context that provided more light to somebody outside of our, um, you know, our ethnicity. But um you know, I'm not the executive producer. I'm not the editor. So, you know, you can only work with what you've got. And um, I think that throughout the show, a lot of important things were discussed and addressed that, um, you know, I can't complain about how one or two things happen. So, um, yeah. Okay. Um, one of my favorite lines in the book was, we love our heroes. It feels good to believe that we can control our own outcomes. We as humans aren't quick enough to acknowledge that so much of our life path is take it totally maddeningly, uncomfortably out of our control. Tell me about that quote and what it means to you. I think that it, to sum it up, it's like we selfishly have goals, hopes, desires, and dreams that we want to accomplish. But, and I can only speak from personal experience when I try to pursue those those things outside of what God has in store for my life, then I fall flat on my face. Like they're not going to happen because 
it's I'm stepping outside of what he wants for me. And when I try to pursue those things, like whether that be, you know, going to the NFL, like I want to be the best football player of all time. That's not what God had in store for me. If I would have gone that route, I wouldn't be talking to you and become the bachelor. And the, and, and, and being that person and going through that experience, like I may have touched the lives of, you know, hundreds of thousands of people that I wouldn't have had that experience if, you know, I hadn't done something like this. So like, Anytime I, I think that I know what's going on or I understand, I'm reminded that I have no idea and just to be faithful. And so that's really where that quote comes from is just to like trust God because, you know, he knows my moves and what I'm going to do and what I need to do and where I need to be and where I want to be isn't always where I need to be. So, you know, putting my, my trust in him is just the, the baseline for that. I love that. Um, you obviously write about your family. We talked about a little bit. Um, and I assume, I, I don't assume, I know people can relate to that and it's going to help people. Your candidness, was that harder or easier or the same to write and put on paper as stuff like bachelor stuff? Sarah, I'm trying to tell you during the show, I said all that shit. Like I've been saying this stuff since freaking two years ago. Like I, I was like on group dates. I was on one-on-ones telling people this like real shit that happened in my life. And like, that's the only way that I, that I that's the only way for me. Like I couldn't have gone through, imagine going through dating somebody, like b- becoming engaged with them. And then at the end of it, then being like, oh, by the way, like, here's all this like crazy stuff about my life. You'd be like, what? Like I was really bought in. Like, like they thought like, like, I was, I was laying it all out there. I was there. I was really trying to have these women know where I was coming from and what I was about. So that when we got to the end of it, there was no shadow of a doubt what they were bringing home to their family and what came with being in a relationship with me. So, um, yeah, I mean, it it really wasn't to answer your question because I had already said it, like I was preparing it on TV and when I didn't see it, I'm like, dang, I guess it was too raw. Like, I guess it was too raw for what they were looking for, which is unfortunate because like, when you're vulnerable and you're open about those things, like the little bits that they shared that I was very vulnerable, like hella people resonated with that. They're like, yo, like I felt that, like, I'm like, it's not that hard of a formula. Like, how about y'all double down on the realness so that like, like people aren't dumb anymore. Like maybe back in the day you could get away with like, Oh my, like, this is crazy. Like, like there's been too many books come out. Like there's been too many whistleblowers. Like we're past that. Like we're not like, come on now. Like let's, let's be real. And, um, and that's why you're seeing people go watch these other shows because it's like, they're, they're like, they're not tiptoeing around. Like, 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 this is what we're bringing to the table. Love is blind. Love Island, Circle, Are You the One, 90 Day. Like, there's all these shows that aren't tiptoeing around it. They're like, yeah, like, this is what y'all want. We're giving it to you. So, like, how about you double down, Bachelor, Bachelorette, on, like, the realness, and you're straight. Yeah. So it's frustrating because you've got so much, like, so much good stuff there, and you're you're fumbling the bag. So... You in AF at AFR, obviously you, and you write about this a little bit, but like it came off like you and Rachel were kind of cold on screen, but then behind the scenes, there was obviously still love there. We weren't included on the fact that you guys had been talking was part of that just because you didn't want to give the show like anymore. Were you just like, let's just get through this. Or was it just the, yeah, same with the beard. It's like, I, Mm -hmm. I've given y'all everything I have and, and, and I've seen how y'all treated me and, and Rachel through this process. So like, there's nothing else I have left to give to y'all aside from the obligation of being here. 
And that's kind of how we've gone about our relationship. You know, it's like, we're not, you know, hosting group dates. We're not pulling up to these different events because like, it's a one-sided relationship. You know what I mean? Like when, when, when Rachel needed them the most, they were nowhere to be found. You know, when I needed them and whatever, like it was, it was the cold shoulder. So like, uh, we were good on our own and, uh, like, I don't want to come across as petty because I'm not like, I'm so thankful for that opportunity. And, and to me, Rachel and those amazing group of women, but like, it's, it's unfortunate that so many people are left with that sour taste in their mouth after going through something so cool when it doesn't have to be like that. Yeah. I mean, I know you talk about it a little bit and it's a hard question to answer, but anything you can tell me or insight you can provide of the, how you two moved past something that felt so obviously it's so heavy and you're the message of forgiveness is throughout the book and throughout something you've always talked about, but how did you guys, you know, get there that we didn't see that you feel comfortable sharing of what, how you guys, how you guys did it. Yeah. Got to where uh, you are now. Happy, healthy, hilarious on TikTok with your food reviews. <laughs> I think that, you know, when, when you're in that, that bachelor bubble, like it's such an intense experience that you don't know what is and isn't real because you've got, you know, all these girls saying they love you. You've got like the pressure to propose to someone and like, like all this out, like all this, like ancillary, just like do this, do this, do this. And then for everything to happen, how it does, it's like, <clears throat> I know how I feel. I just need to validate that. And like, I just needed to take a step back and make sure that those feelings were there and they were. And um, allowing ourselves to have a relationship outside of that has been the best thing for us because, you know, we're not putting our, pegging our relationship up against somebody else. We're not doing these things to show that we're in a good space as a couple. Like we're just living our lives and like, just trying to be real with each other. And that's been our saving grace. You know, it's just been doubling down on realness and like leaving the phony stuff for other people to do. And like, it's, it's, it's really that simple. Like it's been, it's been so much fun to, live life with Rachel. Like that's my best friend now. So it's like, um, it's, it's, it's fun and easy. I imagine it's like a communication crash course though. <laughs> I'm still working on the communication part. I, uh, she's laughing. I, uh, I, uh, it's, it's, it's brick by brick. You know, you gotta, you gotta check things off as you go. And, um, I'm, I'm, I'm not a refined, uh, boyfriend yet, but I'm, I'm getting there. And, um, uh, she's really good about like, expressing how she feels in the moment opposed to like harboring stuff like i have is just a, a guy and like in previous relationships like i've never had like a you know i feel this way like you know i mean i've never like i've never ever even thought about that so like the fact that we're doing that stuff is like i'm i'm happy that that's where we're at in our relationship that we can have those type of conversations so that like there's no resentment there's like and we're getting past petty stuff that can be worked through you know what i mean yeah does it feel like a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel with all that stuff you guys had to navigate? Like, is it, do you feel the kind of celebrate, not that your, your life isn't, doesn't, you know, the Instagram comments don't dictate your life good or bad, but is it right. nice to kind of be like, Oh, they're really nice now. And these, um, there are people of support or do you not, do you guys try not to even give that anything there? I, I, I'm, I'll, I'll give it to you like this. It's like you, I'm, I'm not, I'm not mad at anybody for anything they comment because they're taking the information that they're getting and they're processing it and they're dealing with it in real time. And they're only, they're not working with a full deck. They're only, they're only going off the information they're given. So 
as I'm not surprised that as they get to know myself and Rachel more, that the feeling that they feel towards us changes because, you know, they're getting these crazy messages from the media, from the news that's half baked. That's like, um, you know, uh, painting a picture of who we are and aren't. And, um, if anyone cares to figure that stuff out, they can follow us. They can look at our content. Exactly. And, and then that's, what's going to change the hearts and minds of people. Um, and so as we continue to live our lives, um, I think that's going to continue to change people's hearts and minds about how they feel about us. And, um, and it's really as simple as that. Like, uh, I can't fault them for what they, for what they hear on the news and, and in the media outlets and taking that and running with it because, you know, that's all the information they have. So, yeah. um, it, it's upsetting and frustrating, but it is what it is. And we're both blessed and, um, we're going to continue to be together. And, um, it's, it's always fun to see, um, you know, people supporting that. I didn't know you moved to Miami and, you know, I have to ask the bachelor related question that you don't want to answer, but like, do you guys talk about marriage and how, where are those next steps after you tell me you love your privacy? Yeah, no, I, uh, did Rachel tell you to ask that? Uh, yeah, no. yeah, actually she did. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I say this, that like, you know, I wouldn't be with someone that I wouldn't, I wasn't considered marrying. Um, especially at this point in my life. And um, we've talked about living in the same city and what those next steps look, what those next steps look like. So um, yeah, it's, it's, everything's on the table and um, it's nice being down in Florida now because I feel like we're, uh, we, I don't know. It, it was just, uh, I think Rachel was bearish on, on Miami before I moved down there just because it's like, you know, the party connotation, but after spending a lot of time down there, you know, warming up to the fact, no pun intended of being down there. So it's been, it's been a nice transition out of New York. Hey, you guys were living it up in New York though. Um, well, before I let you go, readers do find out the origin story of ABC food tours and hear some stories about your time with these kids. Um, but what can you tell me about what's, what's next and what you guys have been up to with that? And if there's a way for people to get involved and all that great stuff. Yeah, for sure. So we, uh, we've doubled down on the financial literacy aspect of, of ABC food tours and just themes of where we can meet our students and their families, because with everything that happened with COVID, for those of you who don't understand or have no context, ABC food tours is a, a nonprofit that myself and Tyler founded, uh, that services students in underserved communities. Um, it started out from uh, providing fitness experiences and food experiences, but with COVID, it's kind of shifted to, again, meeting them where they're at, which is, you know, needing um, financial literacy education because the pandemic affected their families in ways that we could never imagine. Um, and then as well as uh, a physical and mental health life uh, approach and, and, um, and journey because, you know, being isolated in an apartment with, you know, at sometimes nine or 10 other family members, um, not going outside, not having other interaction like that, who knows how that's going to affect this generation. So providing as much resources as we can to make sure that we're doing what we can to, to normalize, um, having conversations about how feeling, um, so the, the parallels between what I'm dealing with and what they're dealing with are, are, are very in tune. So it's been a fun journey to, to provide resources to students like that, because um, it's something that I know I could have benefited from. And um, as we can, we just look for ways to service them as best we can. 
All right, Matt. Well, thank you so much. I'll let you go. I do have to say, I, you definitely probably don't remember because you did so many interviews, but I interviewed you at the beginning of the season and the middle of the season and then now. And I feel like we got the beginning of the season, Matt, back. I it was, you were, you know, you were going oh, through yeah. it. So I'm happy for I you. Was like, I was like, in my feelings, I was, yeah, I was, I was down bad. I'm, I'm, I'm much better now. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Here for the Right Reasons, Us Weekly's Bachelor podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe, share, tell your friends about this podcast, and come back every week for more Bachelor breakdowns.